Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Sadie Spills the Tea. Welcome to episode 68, and uh, thanks for joining us. I know it's been a while for you and for me since we saw each other last, but that's okay because there is, of course, plenty to cover. There was plenty for me to catch up on, do the dirty work and all the homework for you so that you are entering into a new week um, caught up on everything. I need to give a warm welcome to the operations team. Um, they hopefully are new listeners here. Um, and that comes from a week in New York. I was there last week. Um, we had an incredible offsite. You know, New York does different things to different people. As the three Aries Taurus cusp in me, New York City lights me up. You get outside your hotel, you just breathe the city air. And let me tell you, it just goes straight into my veins. There's something so exciting that. New York City brings that just makes me feel alive and in my element and love the hustle and bustle and the grind and all of that. So great week. And uh, hopefully we've got some new listeners from the operations team, which I am very thrilled about. Um, like I said, it was a big week full of celeb news, all the things. So let's dive right in here so we can honestly cover it all. Um, I got to start with sports, naturally, and unfortunately, we have a very, very, very sad loss to the sports world, but also just the Denver community in general. Um, unfortunately, Demarius Thomas, who was a Denver Bronco, passed away last week. He was 33, um, and he was found dead at home, which is just so saddening. He had a history of suffering from seizures, and so that is what kind of all the reports are saying right now, that it ha probably had something to do with that. We don't have the exact cause of death just yet. But thoughts and prayers are with the Thomas family, with the Denver Broncos, with the entire you know sports community. Um, I know that they did honor him yes at yesterday's football game here in Denver. Um, they had a memorial outside of the stadium, and I know that they had a little flyover, and they did, um, you know, they put his number eighty-eight on the field, and, and they're definitely celebrating him. So. That's what's happening with that. Um, and the other NFL news is that Lamar Jackson, aka my fantasy quarterback, is out as of yesterday. I took a big L, um, and I'm probably not going to be moving on to the playoffs because Lamar got hurt yesterday, not putting all my eggs and not saying that it's Lamar's fault, but we were looking pretty good, and unfortunately, he is out with his ankle injury, so I'm sure a lot of people out there and their fantasy teams are suffering from that. Lamar Jackson, please, for the Baltimore Raven Ravens, for those wondering. Okay, selfishly, two very exciting things in the sports world happened. We had two Dodger weddings. Um, first and foremost, we had Mookie Betts. He got married to his longtime love, Brianna, um, a few weekends ago. Their wedding was in LA and, of course, was star-studded. Literally, Mookie knows everyone in town, it felt like. Um, all the rappers, all the teammates. Literally, this was such a cool event. It was a more intimate wedding, very black tie, a fair vibe, but um, he rented out rented. I'm sure Dodger Stadium gave it to him, but they had their rehearsal dinner, rehearsal event night at Dodger Stadium, like fully rented out. They're on the field. People are walking in the suites. It looked epic. When I say rent out, like I'm sure he just like went to management and was like, yo, I'm the face of the franchise. Like, could you let me have a few hundred people here on this random day? It worked. It looked epic. Love that for him. And then they had the ceremony, which again was like a black and white affair in a big ballroom head-to-toe flowers. He's in a white tux type of vibe um, for their actual ceremonies. That was very exciting. And then just um, over this weekend, it was this Saturday, Walker Bueller, who was a pitcher for the LA Dodgers. He also got married. Um, this one was actually in Kentucky. Um, he married his now wife, Mackenzie, and it was star-studded with all Dodger players. We had Jock Peterson. We had Alex Wood. We had Forseth. We had 
Will Smith, we had literally all of them. Um, new, old, Corey Seager, all of the gals were together. Obviously, that's how I was very deeply invested in this. Dodger Wives, if you go down the rabbit hole. Um, looked like a really fun time. Just, I have one thing to say. There's a group photo of all of the Dodger Wives standing next to each other. I'm not kidding you. There's eight of them. Six out of eight of them are wearing long sleeve velvet dresses. And that's where I have a problem. Girls, if we're going to a wedding and you're going to be with some of your closest friends and it's going to be in this specific season, you're all planning it, let's send pics. Let's coordinate. Um, there were two gals that showed up in the same dress. Embarrassing, especially when you guys are all that tight, that good of friends. I have a problem with six out of eight velvet dresses. I said it. I don't have a problem with the velvet dress in particular, but when six of them are happening at the same time, we have a problem. Okay? So let's just like send some pics to each other. Make sure that everyone's on the same page about who's wearing what. Okay, other news I learned actually while I was in New York last week, shout out to Eric if he is ever listening to this. He let me know that I've been living under a rock because J.R. Smith, the basketball player, um, he is now playing golf for North Carolina State. Yes, you heard that correct. He is in his college eligibility. He is playing golf for North Carolina State, and he's honestly doing really well. Um, he started back in October because that's when apparently collegiate golf season is. And it's been old news that I had no idea about. So J.R. Smith, ex-basketball player, now collegiate golf player. Love to see it. Love when people are tapping back into their eligibility and being like, you know what? I'm going to fulfill another dream of mine, or I'm going to check another box off and just see what it's like. I was a professional athlete. Now let's go be a collegiate athlete. Love to see it. And uh, here to support JR. Okay. Pop culture wise, so much. Um, first of all, Meg the Stallion graduated from Texas Southern University last week. It was a huge deal. She got her degree. She walked across the stage. Just like any other undergrad, love to see it, would literally have died if I was walking across my graduation stage and there was a celeb, let alone Meg the Stallion, right next to me. Like, that's epic. So she graduates. Congrats to her. Move the little tassel from left to right. Toss your thing up in the air. Boom. She's got a degree. Love that. Other news is that Jennifer Lawrence, who is just one of the funniest, greatest actresses ever who's never really in the news. You know, we see her on the red carpets doing movie press and that's about it. Um, love to see that she's just like really off her radar, right? Never into drama, any of that. But she has been making her rounds as she's pregnant, um, promoting her, her new movie. It's called Don't Look Up. And there are pictures of her on several red carpets with Leonardo DiCaprio, which is obviously my moral of the story. We know that Jen and Leo they're an incredible team. We'd love to see them in all the movies that they do. And the fact that they're walking the red carpet together makes me be like, hmm, friendship's still going strong. Love to see this. Love that he's supporting her while she's pregnant. Although I do wish her um, partner, baby daddy, Cook, was going to be around. Obviously, they're not doing like public red carpets together and making their appearances. I hear you. We love Leo as a replacement, but also like maybe Jen and Cook will do a red carpet after the baby's born, making things up, hoping it comes true. You know, you guys know I love to see new couples on the red carpet. So that's what's happening with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, what else? Unfortunately, um, there's a lot more bad news for Travis Scott. And I'm not saying that it's not well-deserved, but the victims from Astroworld um, and the tragedy, right? They have come together and they're requesting $10 billion worth of damages. 10 bill? Totally. You know, that's just something that's happening. Um, Travis Scott's tequila drink called Cacti, which is like a tequila spritzer type thing in a can. Only seen them, never tried them, but 
they are officially discontinued from Anheuser-Busch factory. They're no longer producing them. They're no longer manufacturing them. They're out. Tacti is done. Um, Anheuser-Busch didn't come out and make a huge statement. They just said, we're no longer producing and manufacturing these. Understandably, right? The other thing that's happening to Travis Scott, and this is like the latest news, um, is that he was set to perform at Coachella that's happening in the spring. Well, Coachella fully canceled him and said, no, thank you. You are not, no longer a headliner for, for our 2022 Coachella. Travis then offered to give up his salary. He said, I will perform for free just to make it at Coachella. They came back and said, no, dude money or not, you're out. We can't stand by this. And that to me is just so embarrassing. Travis, performing for free at Coachella just because you think this is going to be a comeback? Absolutely not. I'm so glad Coachella kiboshed that. Um, I want to say like, where the fuck is his crisis PR team? Where are these people? Like, where is this like lengthy apology? Where are we getting him, you know, like face to face and this like written verbal shit, written apology shit. Like I need a verbal apology. I need the camera on him. I need to see how sincerely sorry he is. And uh, let me tell you, the Kardashian Travis Scott team, they're not doing that. There's no crisis PR team going on right now. They're trying to just keep weaseling him into Coachella, which thank God Coachella has some balls and said no. So that's the Travis Scott update for you today. Um, other random news is that Instagram is bringing back the chronological timeline. So that's what it used to be. I don't even know how long ago it was in all honesty. Nowadays, it's just like I open up Instagram and the first picture is like from three days ago. And I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of bullshit is this? You only go through stories anyway. What's the point of a grid post? Although love a dump, hate the word dump. I read somewhere that this girl was putting memory bank up instead of dump. And I, I'm into that. That's from that cute little movie, um, Inside Out. I believe it's called with all the feelings. I don't know. It's a Pixar one. It's really cute, but forget the dump. I'm over dump. Let's leave that word in 2021 and let's move on to something better that people are like, oh yeah, just like, you know, a few weeks of my life, a memory bank. I don't know. That's what's happening. People are freaking out that Instagram is going to be chronological to be able to log on and see like actual posts, which is great. I just hope that they allow you to, you know, when you put your phone down for a day or two days for that matter, or me last week, and I'm trying to anxiously catch up on everything that I missed like let me continue scrolling through the days you know so I get on Instagram it says 30 minutes ago 45 minutes ago one hour ago and it's you know chronological I hope that it lets me scroll back for a couple of days because sometimes you got to do that sometimes you're trying to be present you know what I mean not trying to turn this into CDs like oh she's going all woo woo on us and all the things but let me tell you spending a week offline was really really great. And it's really fun to be so present and really fun to be present when you're with really great people and in a really great place, especially around the holidays. So that's my woo-woo juju for the day. Okay. We got to talk about TV news because this was one of the things I was most stressed out about while being offline is the fact that there were so many new shows happening that people are talking about that I needed to get into. First and foremost, there's going to be a new Queer Eye season coming out very, very shortly to Netflix. They are going to be in Austin, Texas, which if you remember this from probably episode one, um, we've been filming this Queer Eye like this, this filming in Austin was done in 2020. My BFF Ryan, she saw them multiple times filming like in the heart of the pandemic. Um, and so the fact that we're getting this pumped out like more than a year later makes me think that they have more seasons up their sleeve, which is great. Would love to be able to just like get Austin out and like give us some more cities. So, you know, when you get on a Queer Eye kick and you're just like sobbing through each episode and you're like, wow, I finished the whole season. There were literally only six. Like, 
let's get us on a good roll because once you start one queer eye season you want to keep going and seeing all the magical stories that happen and getting invested in all these people so that's my psa for anyone listening that has any connections to queer eye please give us more than just this austin season because we need more our hearts need it so other thing that got released um well it's like a new show that everyone's talking about it's called sex life sex life of college girls it's on hbo before everyone's like oh nope i'm absolutely you're not going to watch that just because of the name it's a hilarious scripted comedy drama dramedy i guess is what we're calling it about these four girls who are literally freshmen in college and i'm not kidding you i finished the entire season in one day I just admitted to me being a useless piece of shit slop this weekend. I watched the entire season of Sex Life of College Girls in one day. Fabulous. I haven't been able to crush a show out like that in so long. Ham and I are both so proud of myself that it happened. Please go watch it. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. It's on HBO. It's not even like graphic and gory and they're not even like cussing. They're not crude. It's just laugh out loud funny. It's written by Mindy Kaling. If that says anything, she's so on the pulse of what's cool and what's funny. Like, this is going to be up for plenty of awards. You should do yourself a favor and watch the series. I want to say the episodes are like 25, 30 minutes, so you can really just bang them out. I wasn't just like a piece of shit that was watching like two-hour episodes, I promise you. But in Sex Life of College Girls, Timothy Chalamet's sister is a big star in the show. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I don't want to like say who it is because you'll watch it and be like, which one is she? And then you'll see and be like, oh my god, they're identical. So shout out to Timothy Chal's little sister for being in the show and making her big debut. The other thing that has um, been released in the last week or so is the Sex and the City reboot. Um, And just like that is what they're calling it. I believe two episodes are released, if not three. Transparently, um, spoilers are out there, right? Everyone's talking about it. Everyone already watched. Everyone tells me you cry and then you're happy or vice versa or whatever the fuck's going on. I know what happened. I heard. Um, Apparently, Carrie doesn't know how to call 911. That's all I'll say on my spoiler alert of that. But I'm not, like, itching to watch it. Um, I'm sorry. And even after being in New York for the week and being like, oh, Carrie's apartment's around here and like, this is the vibe. Nope. Still don't really have any desire to watch it. Maybe once all of the episodes get released and then, you know, the world's drama has settled down and everyone stops like talking about it, maybe I'm in. But the fact that there's so much buzz and there's so many people, I just like, part of me just like doesn't want to. Does anyone just like feel me on that? You just don't want to because everyone's doing it and like you're basically reading it anyway. So that's not on my priority list, but everyone is watching it and is not necessarily loving it. Let's put it that way. I don't think the general consensus is like, fuck yeah, Sex and the City reboot was epic, which you guys know how I feel. Reboots never do well and they're never the same as the OG. So that's that on that. Last night, there was a, the last episode of Succession. There was a season finale of season three. Um, I'm a little behind. I got two to catch up on, which I will. Don't you worry. But um, that's what people are talking about as well. Succession season finale was on as well as Ultimate Girls Trip Bravo. That is finally done. I mean, I'll I'll wait to the Bravo section to to really divulge in that. But that one's over. Um, There's been a lot of other things. Ham crushed through that new show called Dope Stick. Dope Sick. Um, Heard that was really fascinating. A lot of people have been saying that we should watch that. He gave me the gist. Seems really interesting, especially in the pharmaceutical drug world, if you're into anything like that. Okay, back to um, more televised things. So as you guys know, me and Adele go on a big kick with each other right now. If you have not listened to her new album, 
that's fine. But there's one song on there. It's called Oh My God. And it's stuck in my head. And it's such a great beat. And it's amazing. And if you're just like, oh, let me just get a little gist of Adele's new album. Go listen to that. It's called Oh My God. Google it. You'll understand why it's a hit. You'll understand why it's stuck in my head. It's fab. But moral of the story on Adele's whole situation is that we know we watched the one night only with Adele. She performed at Griffith Observatory. I sound like a broken record. I'm so sorry. Big pan, big camera panning to Seth Rogen. Love to see him, obviously, with all the other celebs. It has come out. Seth Rogen wanted everyone to know that A, he was higher than a kite during that entire filming, which like, no shit. We all knew that. No one was questioning that. But he claims he had absolutely no idea that the event was going to be televised. He's like, I got invited to a concert. Me and my wife were like, fuck yeah, let's get stoned. He said they were just lighting up the entire ride up to the Griffith Observatory. And then they walked out. They looked at their tickets and they were like, oh shit, we're in the front row, seat 1A and 1B. And so they sat down and then they looked around, they saw the cameras and they were like, oh fuck, this isn't just like us in an intimate night with Adele where we can be high as shit. So just wanted to call that out. Thought that was so funny. I love that. Also, while we're talking about music here for a second, this lovely man named Willie, who I was in New York with last week, let me know that um, your iPhone on that I don't know, what do you want to call it? A toolbar? Costin, don't yell at me for not knowing the terminology for this. You know when you pull your finger down and it's like the quick things, you get like the flashlight, your calculator, you know, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, whatever that little widget's called that you pull down? You can add Shazam there. You guys know I'm on a huge Shazam kick. You know I'm literally whipping it out everywhere I go. You can add Shazam to your shortcuts and you don't even have to like dig through. So when you find a good song, you're in a cab, you're on, you're in the freaking office bathroom, you're just walking down the street, you pull out your shortcut, boom, Shazam's right there. So just a little hot tip for anyone that's Shazamming life like me. Um, it was a game changer for me. So thank you, Willie, for giving me that tip. Okay, all other pop culture news. First and foremost, we got to wish um, Sasha Baron Conan and Isla Fisher 20 years of marriage. Happy anniversary to them. They are such an underrated couple. Never in the news, never in the drama. He's just who he is, Sasha Baron Conan. And uh, Isla Fisher is just chef's kiss. So happy 20 years married to them. We'd love to see that. Other thing is that Beyonce, her daughter Blue Ivy, her daughter Rumi, and her son, Sir, they are all in a new campaign for Ivy Park Adidas collection. Obviously, this is Beyonce's thing. She pumps this out, I don't know, every couple of seasons, and she has plenty of people doing the campaigns and the stars and all these things. Well, picks dropped, and it is the, the main picture is Beyonce, Blue Ivy, and the little girl Rumi. Blue Ivy looks like she's already 25. Remember when Blue Ivy was born? Remember when we got that feature of Blue Ivy's voice on that Jay-Z track? Like, Blue Ivy is old, and she is about to literally run this town like dead ass. She looks like she is going to beat the shit out of Northwest. And I'm here for like a tween tween little battle of the musician, musician parents. You know what I mean? Kids. You you get what I'm saying here. But I thought that was really interesting. We don't really ever see pics of Beyonce's twins. Um, and the fact that they're in this new campaign is epic. And Blue Ivy just like looking like such a female boss already. Love to see it. And uh, if anyone buys any of the collab, please let me know. I heard it's really great quality and, and people really love the Ivy Park collection. But love to see that. The other thing that's happening or another thing that went down on TV that is just making headlines everywhere is the fact that Miley... Um, Cyrus and Pete Davidson were both on Jimmy Kimmel's, not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. They did a little shindig. They chit-chatted. We learned that they had 
Pete and Miley have matching tattoos or they got matching tattoos back in 2017 when they did the skit like we're babies or something like that Miley was like oh yeah I stole my tattoo and Pete was like oh I got rid of that long time ago and it was hilarious people are dying because apparently Miley went back to Pete's house after the entire taping of it and everyone's like what the fuck's going on there I thought he was with Kim first and foremost they're getting higher than kites okay they have bongs all over their room and you know that they're just chiefing up those are two people that I would absolutely add on my list for people I'd like to indulge with, but that's what's happening. No one read into anything more. Like, come on. Okay, other thing we got to talk about is the fact that there was the Drake Kanye concert at the LA Coliseum. Um, Kanye came out, it was two parts, and he played a lot of his epic old songs, a little bit of his new stuff. Drake came out. Drake was transparently like not great um he felt like he forgot a lot of the words it felt like he was really out of shape and that he like was out of breath um Kanye even at a little point you could tell he was like almost out of breath like they needed a little water break but epic iconic the two of them coming out they squashed all their beef they played a bunch of old songs on a big stage at the Coliseum if you're like wait how do I know the name of that that is where SC plays. Um, it used to be where the uh, Rams used to play prior to SoFi Stadium getting up. Iconic, big stadium um, in South Central LA. So they performed. It was great. Um, honestly, watching Drake perform and like just kind of move his body on stage, like they just seemed like like sluggish, both of them. Nothing to write home about. Yes, it was epic. Um, I watched the recorded version because I wasn't able to watch the real thing and I didn't feel like I missed much. The other thing I realized is that the way Drake was performing, like he lost all my money and all my interest in a certified lover boy tour obviously that's his new album that just came out and people are going to be you know paying up the ass to literally get tickets to that he lost it for me no no need i'm not going to pay any money because he was a slug like literally felt like so sluggish on stage and wrote that off so i'm saving you know a 500 evening out with drake love to see it okay um also again back in new york great people live in brooklyn it became a topic of conversation that A, I do this, and B, you know that my drug is celebrities. So my people out there started telling me who they're seeing. So if anyone is planning a trip to New York, specifically go to Brooklyn, okay? John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Rose Byrne, those are just a few of the people that my ops people see actively, often, on their way to work, going to the grocery store, just like day to day, and they played it off so cash. Like, one of them was like, oh yeah, I actually, uh, I saw Matt Damon on the Brooklyn Bridge this morning. Yeah, he's kind of short in person, and you know I'm like, oh my gosh, what was he wearing? What did he look like? Was he on the phone? Was he listening to music? You know, me and my 20 questions. So, if anyone's planning a trip back east, make sure you stop in Brooklyn, because that's the hot spot, okay? I went to a couple celeb places, and no, didn't see anyone, even after the manifesting, even after telling anyone that I was on the hunt. You guys know I paced up and down a bunch of places, like actively lurking, looking in, didn't see a soul, tried to convince myself that I saw like Helen Mirren or, or someone like that. No, I struck out transparently. So thoughts and prayers are with anyone who's going to New York next. Okay, Bravo News. Um, Real Housewives of Orange County, great episode, seasons back. Again, Fancy Pants, Heather Dubrow, she's the queen. Um, loving Emily and Gina, loving their dynamic, fuck Shanna Bredore, and just waiting to see what else is happening. These girls are just getting more Botoxy and tighter and bigger lips and just each season, they just looked more and more unlike what they were born like. You know what I mean? Nothing's natural anymore on that season, which, you know, comes with the territory, I guess. So that's that. Um, also, Housewives Assault Lake City, I am behind. I did not watch last night's most recent episode, but I did watch the week before. 
when essentially um, Lisa and the girls aren't discussing Mary and her involvement with the church and being a cult leader and Meredith being like, I don't know if I can believe that. Jen Shaw had facts. I don't have facts with Mary. Um, it just felt like a hamster wheel episode. Like I know we saw a mid-season trailer for the rest of the season of this, but we needed that because it just feels like we're running in circles here. I don't even know what the plot is anymore. They're all just yelling at each other and there's only so much I can take of that. You know what I mean? So that's what's happening on Salt Lake. Also, the Summer House trailer just dropped. Summer House looks chef's kiss. Oh my gosh. It's premiering in January, which is such a treat. I literally thought we were going to have to wait until like at least April or May. And the fact that we are weeks away is just like happy fucking new year to us. You know what I mean? The Bravo fans needed this, especially after such an incredible wild winter house season. Love to see that that's happening. In the trailer, we're seeing that Paige is quote-unquote conflicted um, between Andrea and Craig. We know that she and Craig are fully together, so this Andrea thing is just going to be like a quick little dabble in their relationship, I'm sure, just pretending that she's interested. Can't wait to see that. The other big thing in the trailer is that Sierra and Danielle are like physically fighting over the dinner table um, out in the Hamptons. It's going to be over Austin. We know it's going to be over some like crazy situation, probably not even that crazy, but if Danielle and Sierra are physically fighting, like I'm fucking tuning in. You know what I mean? Like that's, we're not seeing fist fights. We're not seeing girl on girl fights that often. Not that I'm condoning it, but boy, do I love to see that on some TV. Let me tell you. And not just like, you're a bitch, you're a bitch. Like, let's get, let's just like throw some elbows. You know what I mean? So that's what's happening in the Winter House trailer. Of course, when it gets closer, I will let you know about all of that. Um, again, I did finish Housewives of or the Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. It was cute. Um, I already kind of forgot it. We hate Ramona. She like last minute tries to make up with Kenya. Sorry if that's a spoiler. And that's about it. They are already filming. So they already filmed season two of that with a whole different slew of people. People confirmed we have Vicki Gunvalson, Tamara Judge, and uh, Brandy Glanville, which is going to be interesting. Brandy and Tamara posted a picture of each other this week. People are spinning. Oh my God, can't believe the two of them are friends. Well, they're filming the confessional looks. Those pics got quote unquote leaked um, and the people are already talking. So that'll be exciting for another season. The other thing happening in the Bachelor world bachelor oops bravo world is the fact that pk kemsley apparently got a dui um there hasn't been that much info about it like literally at all just like it was a page six like pk got arrested for a dui and then dorit showed up at the people's choice awards like literally 30 seconds after and was trying to be like oh no we're doing okay it just seems like a lot people are like is this a fraud like especially after dorit's break-in and then pk's dui and then she had the people's choice awards it just seems a little murky to us so we're just gonna go ahead and leave that until we have enough info Okay, quickly on the batch news, um, my guy Tim of Austin Operations, he is good friends with someone that was on Michelle's season. Michelle's, his name was Dan. He didn't make it that far, but Tim is out and about at the in the Bachelor world. He's partying with them. Obviously, he's in Austin. We know that's a huge Bachelor hub. He did have a party on Friday that he was going to attend after we landed, which love to hear all about it when we can. But I asked him if he had ever seen Nate. IRL and he said yeah um that Dumois post about Nate being flirty and like being kind of handsy with these gals totally asked him Tim said he was there he said Nate is a a tall glass of water a drink of water whatever that saying is he is flirty because he's so charming and good looking he said he didn't lay a finger on anyone he hasn't done anything harmless there's nothing for Michelle to be worried about thus far like Tim was like I saw everything with my own eyes but he's definitely flirty and he definitely knows he's a pretty boy so stay tuned on that Okay, Kardashian news, which obviously is my fave that we just got to buzz through real quick. First and foremost, our Kimberly Nicole passes the baby bar. 
if you know anything about Kim, you know that this is her third attempt at passing the baby bar. She has to pass like the baby bar and then something else to be in the running to become a real lawyer. We love and support and stan a female boss that keeps her foot on the motherfucking gas. She tried once, she tried twice, she tried three times, and she failed. Fucking fourth time, baby. Here she is. She passes. She's on her way. If that's not a success story, if that's not like you try, 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 pick yourself up, keep trying again, please keep your foot on the gas because Kimberly can do it. We can do it. Happy for her. Also, she won Fashion Icon of the Year at the People's Choice Awards. Obviously, well-deserved. Like, literally, who's a bigger fashion icon than Kim? Not sure. She thanked Kanye. It was a big deal. Kanye at his concert um, with Drake. He was performing Runway, one of my favorite songs. And at the very end, he was like, please come home, specifically Kimberly. And then the next day, she filed to be legally single. So that's how Kim feels about running back to Kanye. Um, we know that divorce proceedings are still happening, but Kim filed to be legally single, aka take her kids' custody out of the thing, out of the equation. Let me be single while we're doing all of this. Love that Kim is uh, moving the needle forward. Other thing is that um, Kim posted that they have a pianist that is coming to play the piano every single morning of December to wake her kids up to Christmas music. That's gone viral. Everyone's like, oh, wow, so fucking relatable. I'm like, yeah, Ham's waking me up every morning with a fucking piano. Absolutely not. That's bad shit, but that's what Kim is, and uh, that's why we love her. So last thing I want to say on the Kardashians is the fact that Kylie and Travis, um, they did a whole spread for W Magazine of them, Kylie being pregnant, Travis with Stormy, like this whole really cute pregnancy photo shoot that was going to be all over W Mag and um, pictures got leaked. Obviously, the spread is not happening because of this whole Astro World situation. Like, absolutely not. No one's going to buy it. They're not even running the spread. But apparently, some of them actually got published. People are actually receiving the magazines to their house. If anyone gets, if anyone so luckily receives this W Mag of Kylie and Travis, please. Please, please, please send me one. I'm dying to see it. I'd love to see it in the flesh, but the photos are stunning. And uh, now they're just floating out into the abyss because that article is never going to be run. So that's really the latest on our pop culture sports Bravo batch news. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Um, this week is looking up. It's looking a little better. So I will be back with another episode of City Spills of Tea later this week. Please let me know what we're listening, popping off to watching, drinking, all the things. And I hope you have a fabulous week. I will see you later for another episode of CD Spills of Tea.